Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the door. Stay, 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 stay clear of the door. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast, episode 168. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the very last episode of the Captain Pucci era. By the way, I am Captain Pucci. Landon Down, uh, Landon the Dodstone, as I've been known around these parts, because next week, next week, June 14th, the Morning Monorail Patreon launches, and that means my friend and yours, the man who should be sitting in this seat, the true captain of this monorail, Justin Monorail, will be driving again. Jay, how we doing today? I'm doing good. Hello, Monorail family. Landon, I'm going to start the show with a mea culpa. You were right all along. This is episode 158. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Because I'm going to be honest, I definitely would have remembered if we were in the 160s, because next week's episode would have been a very special episode of the Morning Monorail. So do we want to take it from the top? No, no, we're good. Let's just roll with Fantastic. it. Fantastic. All right. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I was the one that screwed up. I knew I admit it. it right here. I knew it. I'm glad we got it on tape saying Landon was right. You were right. Uh, we, need, we need to make a drop of that so you can just, you know, pepper it throughout <laughs> all the episodes to come, both here and in the Patreon era of the Morning Monorail, <laughs> just, just to remind people that Landon was right. You were right. I don't, who yes. knows what's going on, man. Um, yes. Well, thanks, Landon, once again. The Captain Pucci era has been, as I've said, one of the most successful, actually, not even one of, it's been the most successful in terms of downloads eras of the Morning Monorail podcast that we've ever had. We actually have an episode now that's well on its way to 800 downloads. Um I mean, things we're, we're topping the charts in the U.S. on iTunes, on the places and travel. We're all over the place, and we have no one to thank but you, Captain Pucci, laying in the Dawes Dome, number one in our programs and our hearts. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I, I, owe, I owe a lot to you, sir, for keeping this thing going. And, um, and just so everybody knows... The option is always on the table. I, Landon and I are still in discussions about, like, as we move forward, should Landon just be, like, the guy? And he's saying, no, you got to take it back. You got So don't I, – I want you all to know, I'm not just, like, this isn't a violent takeover of the monorail. <laughs> it is That's not what's happening. He, Landon has said he is willing to hand that scepter back to me, and we'll just see. If things tank, then I'll give it right back to Landon, and we are okay. off and running again. Fair enough, uh, yeah, because uh, I sat in the captain's seat just to keep it warm while uh, while the true captain was uh, doing his thing behind the scenes, and uh, I wanted to keep this monorail on track. But uh, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity, as I talked about in the first episode of the Captain Pucci era. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy talking with you, the monorail family, and uh, it kind of felt wrong to just 
leave the old girl exposed in the element, so to speak, after you put all this work into it. Uh, so I'm glad I was able to keep this monorail moving. But uh, speaking of moving, I feel moved that next week, the true captain is going to have his big, powerful butt back in this seat, driving this bad boy. And the Patreon era of the morning monorail begins. I know I plugged it a couple times. Jay, do we have a URL where people can go and put their money where their mouth is if they really want to become a monorail founder? Well, we'll go ahead and we're going to launch this. So as you're hearing this on Monday, the Patreon for Morning Monorail should be live. And all you really need to do is go to patreon.com. I think you can do patreon.com slash morning monorail. If it won't let you do that, just go to patreon.com, search for Morning Monorail, and you will see all the options as previous previously discussed there are going to be three tiers that you can subscribe to there's going to be coral gold and silver of course and um you know anything is appreciated nothing is expected so Mm -hmm. um we love all of you so much we're not saying that to be our friends you have to give us money that's not what's happening at all Um, but we do appreciate those that will be willing to do that because it's going to help us to elevate the monorail to an even higher rail of monorail transportation podcasting, um, <laughs> and and we're gonna we're gonna upgrade equipment. We're gonna upgrade some of our servers, different things around the show, and and things will just continue to get better. And and I promise I will do my best to make sure you all feel like you are getting your value out of those subscriptions to the Patreon. One thing I want to say, um, what you'll see is activity is definitely going to pick up in July in terms of all the bonus content. We'll get some things in at the end of June, but. If you just want to start fresh and and launch your subscription in July, I totally understand that. Um, for those that do it in June, you will have a special place in our hearts, of course. <laughs> kind of like founding Monorail Patreon members. Um, but I will totally understand if you want to hold off. And we'll remind you, um, uh, there will be... Just because you start in July doesn't mean you'll miss out on the content that happens in June. Because you will be able to access old content once you become a Patreon uh, but yes, things like some of my in park live things that we're going to do, the bonus episodes, the Q and A's, um, the, the extra, anything extra that we talked about, that'll be part of the Patreon. You'll see a lot more of that in the month of July. So just fair warning for those who decide to sign up. Um, but I don't want to delay any further. So June, we are going to go ahead and kick off as of today, June six seventh. Um, but you know, um, just you, you won't hurt my feelings, and I'll totally understand if you wait to launch your subscription July 1st, which, by the way, is Chicken Nugget's birthday, and he would really appreciate it. Really? That. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what a what a perfect birthday gift for the notorious NUG. That'd be fantastic. And uh, just FYI, to kind of piggyback on what Jay said, if you don't want to sign up for the Patreon, this show is not going anywhere. You will still be able to get your monorail fill on the free but if you want to throw some uh, disney dollary dues at us this way uh you know jay talked about upgrading equipment but he left out the most important part i'm going to get paid for this so that's fantastic <laughs> uh head on over to patreon.com slash morning monorail and if that doesn't work search morning monorail at patreon.com and uh yeah it i'm i'm looking forward to see where this goes also m34d will be making its return mm-hmm. actually we we said that was going to be free but what we'll do is because it was free before we will do M34D free, but the uncut, raw, unedited M34D oh will, Lord. will be available for Patreons. 
Oh, oh I, I don't know if I'm okay with that because uh, believe me, stuff is said that doesn't make it to air uh, <laughs> uh, whenever I'm behind a microphone, particularly in the M34D segment. That's true. So, so just so you know, you will be getting extra M34D. Landon and I tend to go on for at least an hour. We're, we're always like, hey, we're going to talk about... Um, I don't know something insignificant like I can't even think of something insignificant right now because I love it. Like, like there's oh. a new popcorn bucket at Magic Kingdom, and yeah. here we are, 45 minutes later, talking about how the one at Disneyland for the Small World popcorn <laughs> bucket needs to make its way to Walt Disney yes, World. Yes, that's Which, true. By the way, I'm I'm totally on board with that. You need to you need to call our friends Tom and Michelle over at yeah. Hyperion Adventures Podcast because maybe they can hook you up by the way shout out to tom and michelle i want to do this right now because i don't want to forget it and it's very important tom and michelle just as of yesterday sunday they celebrated their third anniversary of the hyperion adventures podcast been going strong for three years i even made a little appearance on the show with a little audio drop that i sent to them and and i hope that uh it, they felt like it was a a worthy clip to add to their epic celebration um but Congratulations, Tom and Michelle. Mm. You know, you guys are two of the best in the Disney podcasting game. I think you create some of the best Disneyland content out there. And, um, you know, here's to more years than we can even count because you guys, the positivity, the enthusiasm, the love, everything that radiates from your show is is something that people can get a lot of value from if, if they are interested in adding to their uh, podcast queue I highly suggest the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Go get on board with Tom and Michelle. Amen. Uh, th- uh, wishing them very uh, many more years of podcasting in the future. Uh, and this is their third anniversary episode. And as we all know, the third anniversary is the anniversary where you give your uh, significant other a Facebook group. And that's exactly what Hyperion <laughs> Adventure has done. They now have their very own Facebook group uh, on, well, Facebook. So search for the Hyperion Podcast group on Facebook and go join them. Join in on the family fun on the left coast. And speaking of the left coast, it has been quite a week, mm. not only for Hyperion Adventure, uh, because they get to talk about the opening of Avengers Campus in one episode and then their third anniversary in the very next one. So definitely. Definitely go check that out. See what's happening on the left coast house of the mouse because uh, stuff be happening. And and uh, to the surprise of nobody, Diz Twitter has opinions about it. Yeah, oh, God, did they have opinions about it? They Some did. of y'all need to take a chill pill. <laughs> they did. They did. The, there are a lot of hot takes out there, as you can imagine. Fresh out the PIM test kitchen. Um, but Tom and Michelle got to be there for the grand opening. They got to do web slingers. They got to try some of the food. They got to see, take it all in, see some of the character interactions. And really, if you want all the you know the, the fresh takes on what they saw, what they experienced, go check out Hyperion Adventures Podcast on all your podcatchers. 1,000%, they get the morning monorail stamp of approval because they bring high quality, unlike us who just brings quality. <laughs> some kind of quality. <laughs> Hey, any kind of quality counts, I guess. I don't know. That is true. I mean, we never once said that it's going to be high quality. We're just saying it's quality. It could be low quality, mid-grade quality, medium-rare quality. Now I'm hungry. But uh, moving on, uh, we did talk about how there is some news that came out of the left coast. There's also some news that came out of uh, Orlando, Florida at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, Kind of some news for the first after-hour party coming back, you know, uh, post-pandemic. We have some updates on uh, current attractions and future attractions when it comes to construction. And uh, 
Jay, where do you want to start? I say we start with Boobash because, again, the internet came together and agreed that we all can feel good about the Boobash and the pricing for such an event. <laughs> we all shook hands, we all hugged, and, and we all said, saying kumbaya about this. So why don't we start mm-hmm. there? Because I feel like this is something that uh, we, we might we might go on a tangent talking about so yeah and and i'll i'll go ahead and start with me i i posted this link in the facebook group i when i was at work after just giving it the once over it's like holy crap these price points i don't know if i'm going to be attending the boo bash even though i was very on board with the boo bash in previous episodes of the monorail but even that has kind of changed and i'll get into why here in a second but yes uh on the disney parks blog they did post not only the dates that it's going to be happening looks like Tuesdays and Fridays starting October 10th and then a special Sunday closing it out on Sunday October 31st that's Halloween for those of you playing at home with your calendar Uh, also what we're kind of going to be getting we'll be getting special cavalcades will pop up throughout the night including Mickey's happy Halloween cavalcade Um, Mickey and friends will be dressed up we got Jack's nightmare cavalcade featuring Jack Skellington Sally and Oogie Boogie from the nightmare before Christmas as they parade down the path to this is Halloween some of your favorite friends will also be lurking about uh, Miss Caroletta, I believe, will be at the Haunted Mansion to Goofy and Chippendale and their Halloween best. Uh, the Cadaver Dans will be making appearances, special complimentary snacks like ice cream novelty and popcorn, along with select beverages are included with the cost of admission. And for what you're paying, uh, I think you need to be getting more. That's just me. But I do love the fact we're going to be getting some free ice cream stuff. Uh, they they will have more than 20 attractions, including Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, Big Thunder Mountain, uh, Space Mountain and more open during the Boo Bash. A variety of special frozen food and drinks. Uh, Disney photo passes will be available with special shots. And, uh, of course, the Disney After Hours Boo Bash ticket will grant you admission to the Magic Kingdom as early as 7 p.m. that evening so you can get more bang for your buck while the party itself will generally start at 9 p.m. and end at uh, midnight, though there are a few nights where it will start at 9.30 and then shut down at uh, midnight 30. So Midnight 30. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and one clarifier, you, 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 there was a slip of the tongue there when you mentioned the dates. You just said it started October 10th. It actually starts August 10th. Which I, oh, which, I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. I thought I said August Which 10th. is, Which is um, probably the reason you st- struggled with that one is because, you know, people always... When you think of August 10th, you think of Halloween, of course. Oh, yeah, clear, clearly down at Disney. I mean, it's like, if I'm being completely honest, middle of July, I start thinking of Halloween down at Disney. Because yeah. they, hey, guess what? They already got the decorations up. Yeah. And the temperatures start cooling down to like <laughs> 98 degrees instead of 105. So Yeah, uh, you practically need a jacket at that point. <laughs> it gets Florida cold, as we've said. <laughs> yeah, so starting August 10th and, and running through the 31st. You talked about the prices, and this is where there's like a big divide here. And I'll tell you what the issue was. In the past, Disney has struggled a little bit to shape their messaging for certain things, whether it be the opening of a land like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, or in this case, after hours events. This was billed as a boo to you mini event, or a not so scary mini event, excuse me. Uh, Basically, not so scary light was what we mm-hmm. were kind of sold that this was going to be. The problem is there's a big disconnect between what the not so scary prices were and what the prices for the Boo Bash are. Boo Bash tickets started $129. That's for the earliest dates in August and September and 
raise raise up at, like from the dead, raised from the grave <laughs> to $159 to $169 in October. If you want to go on Halloween, it's $199. Woof. Right. Oh, but guess what? Just for you annual pass holders who were able to actually renew and, and Disney Vacation <laughs> Club owners, um, you get something real special. A $10 discount for nights in August and September. Like, like, can we stop there for a second? Like, sure, okay, AP and DVC members, it's nice they're giving you something. $10. Mm-hmm. $10. $10. $10 off. Like, 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 really? Right. Like, I appreciate the gesture, but at that point, it's like, why not give us like a like a voucher to get like a specialty drink or a specialty snack? Because guess what? You're probably going to end up saving uh, saving more money on that specialty drink or snack than you would for ten dollars off. That and that feels like less of a smack in the face, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, even guess what? Disney probably would save a ton of money if they gave you a voucher for a specialty snack or a specialty drink because they're not selling alcohol. It's they don't do that. Magic Kingdom, you have to go to a sit down table service restaurant if you want mm-hmm. alcohol. So you're so you're they're not going to lose money on alcohol. You're probably going to get a funnel cake, or you're going to get this Dale frozen cider thing that they're going to sell um, that has the the frozen apple cider and ginger ale with whipped cream. Sounds good. Probably probably takes them what two three dollars to make, and they're going to sell it to you if for that. ten or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Like, I, I think I would take that a little bit better. Like, I get a specialty item for everyone in my party um, as an annual pass holder than, than just giving the $10 off. So, so that is the beginning of what I don't like. The second thing is, there's a lot going on. But it's, it's a three-hour event. Three hours. You can get in starting at 7. So you do get a little bit of extra time. So let's say 7 to midnight. So you're actually getting five hours um, for $129 at the lowest price so five hours in the magic kingdom 129 dollars for a couple of those hours the the crowd's not going to be reduced so let's not put too much weight on that for a moment the after hours events were cool because yes you get a lower crowd but disney has started to over the last several years they started to oversell those events and so the lower crowd aspect starts to not be as big of an impact because you still got lines for things you don't get fast passes or, or any kind of like special um, front of line access during the um, extra hours, the after hours events. It's just they shut all that down. Everything's standby. And the, the idea is with the reduced wait, you're not going to have to wait that long for anything. Not so fast, my friend. Seven Dwarves Mine Train will continue to have like an hour wait all the way through it. I guarantee you that it will. Because that's what we saw when we went to the villains after hours a couple years ago. So you're still going to have some rides that have a long wait. There aren't going to be any um, overlays to the rides for for Halloween, number one. You're not going to have fireworks, at least right now. There's not going to be fireworks. Not going to be stage shows, which the After Hours events, even though they weren't not so scary, even the villains, it had an awesome stage show. It had awesome Mm -hmm. fireworks. No parades. Didn't have a DJ, too. There was a DJ at the villains, yeah. Um, No parades. Yes, you're going to have cavalcades, which we love. I do love the cavalcades. But they ain't parades. But they're not parades. That Mm -hmm. you parade... That was oh that was God. a big reason people went to Booty You. Worth the price of admission alone to Mickey's Not So Scary just so you could see the Booty You parade. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So I I really struggle to see how they landed on this price point for this event. I'm sorry. I know people say, well, you're looking at it wrong. You have to look at it compared to after hours events. And if you do that, the prices line up. 
Right, but you're even not getting everything you would have gotten at an After Hours event. So, something doesn't connect for me here. Am I saying I won't go? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> because, by the way, Disney has me by the short hairs. Uh-huh, so, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> so, We're almost 160 episodes into this podcast. I think that point has been proven very well. Yeah. So, that being said, I'm going to complain, but as I've said in the past... As a lover of something, as a huge fan of something, you you are allowed to complain. You don't just have to pump sunshine all the time. You're allowed to complain and be like, this sucks because they know that I want to go do this thing. And they are basically just, it's, it's they're robbing, they're robbing me blind over here. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to make the point that like, I, I get people are saying, oh, everybody's overreacting, but come on. Come on, this is a little expensive. It is expensive, and I do think once it was framed, it's like you have to compare it to an after-hours party. I, th- I believe this was first pointed out in the Facebook group by Jeremy, and it's like, okay, I do get that, uh, but I think, like you said, in our minds, we were at least we were building it up to be, you know, uh, not so scary light or, you know, diet, not so scary or something like that, where it's like, this really does feel more in line of the villains after hours of the, you know, uh, after hour parties and stuff like that. But you do point out, we're not getting some of that stuff that we generally have in the past when it comes to uh, the after hour parties. Now I do hope we talked about this when the boobash was first announced, you know, no parades, no fireworks, no stage shows. We said that they can undersell this initially and then add stuff to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got reports coming out of Epcot this week that they were testing the full blown uh, end of the night fireworks show after guests went home. So maybe, and especially with uh, orange County reducing all mask mandates and stuff like that, maybe by the time the boobash rolls around, they will have announced they're adding fireworks or some stage shows or maybe even the parade. I doubt on the last one, like of the three I just rattled off, I think fireworks are the most Mm -hmm. likely to come back. But at the same time, it's like, this is a tough pill to swallow. Even, even at the earliest opportunities at the beginning of August, you're still dropping almost 130 bucks ahead. And then if you want to, you know, go on Halloween on October 31st, that Sunday, you're dropping two hundo ahead. So for a party of four, that is a, uh, Jagged little pill, so to speak, to swallow. <laughs> Not to go all Alanis Morissette on y'all. Yeah, but. we're here to remind you. <laughs> I see what you did there. How many more Alanis Morissette? Okay, that's that. That's all the uh, Alanis Morissette knowledge I have. We can't force it anymore. <laughs> but um, when I originally posted it in the Facebook group, I said I don't know if I'm going to end up going. But I ended up, like I said, doing a 180 pretty quickly because it was either that day or the day after this stuff was announced. I went and go, uh, went over to my mom's house to help her out with some stuff. And I mentioned, uh, I brought up the boobash and I was going to tell her that, you know, Oh, uh, it's, it's too expensive. I don't know if we would be getting uh, the bang for our buck. And as soon as I told her that it was going to be happening while we were down there, she lit up like a Christmas tree or I guess, I guess more accurately, she lit up like a jack-o'-lantern, like, like she got so excited about it. So it's like, Uh, okay there's 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 no way i can tell my mom no this is too expensive i'm not i'm I'm not gonna get us tickets so um tickets go on sale on (laughs) june uh so you know tomorrow if you're listening to this podcast when uh it drops uh i i know they said if you're staying at select disney resorts if you're a ap if you're a dvc you might have some early access to tickets so uh if you are looking forward to the boobash and plan on attending start saving your pennies because uh 
they actually start selling tomorrow. And I would imagine since this is the first after hours party Disney has had since the whole world caught fire, I have a feeling even with the price points, this is going to be a hot commodity, a hot ticket to get. I just noticed a special note on the Disney Parks blog. They've got a picture of the foolish mortal funnel cake, which, by the way, I'm not a huge funnel cake person, but at least this looks kind of pretty. It's got like purple icing on top of it and then maybe some whipped cream. They've got little candies and some like green icing kind of like crisscrossing over top mm -hmm. of all that. It looks very sweet, very sugary. It looks like a, a diabetic coma is on. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is there's a, if you like to read fine print, they've got a couple asterisk beside the foolish mortal funnel cake. So I scroll down to the bottom to see what that's all about. This item will be on sale outside event hours, October 1st to November 1st. So you don't even have to go to the party to get that, by the way. Just so you know. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess that's that's not that surprising because I mean, Disney, as we've talked about in previous podcasts before, like to make money, and this is definitely something that they can get some money out of. And uh, I am curious to see what the other uh, terrifying uh, treats yeah. we will be able to partake both in and out of the boobash. I'm sure they're going to be exclusive event or exclusive items for the event, but I also don't like it a little bit when the items that they bill as this is for the event. Oh, by the way, you're going to be able to get them outside of the event because it's like, okay, that makes it a bit less special. It's like when we talked about um, you can get like a spaceship earth cookie bowl or a popcorn bowl at magic kingdom. You know, it's something like that. It's like, oh, but I'm not at, I'm not at Epcot. I don't know. But not everybody can, you know, park hop over to Epcot to specifically get. I know, that popcorn but that's what makes it special. Oh that's what makes it special. Why do you hate fun, Jay? I don't hate fun. I just and think also, also Disney realizes if there's an opportunity to make a dollar, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna make that dollar. I know. I'm just being grumpy, and I need to stop it. So. <laughs> We yeah, can... on the uh, on the Disney Park blog, uh, the terrifically terrifying tasty treats. They only have the previously mentioned apple ginger dale frozen drink and the foolish mortal funnel cake. So I'm sure there will be more to yeah. come. And uh, if it is anything like uh, Mickey's Not So Scary, which maybe we should stop comparing the two and that will, you know, lessen the sting on all of this. I assume there's going to be, uh, you know, exclusive merchandise for the event. So, you know, I can get a, a, another exclusive Halloween Disney shirt. So, Did you say you know, Sting? I, woo! Sorry. Hey, by the way, he looked great at AEW's Double or Nothing last week. Hey, he's a he's a spry old man. Yeah, he's a, he, he moves really good for a sixty two year old man. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I will I will be there probably much like Jay through all of our uh, consternation <laughs> and griping. Uh, Disney will have money from us so we can attend these uh, special three hours. And uh, be sure to listen to future episodes of the Morning Monorail podcast to find out our thoughts once we yeah. give them money to go. I love that. All that being said, all right. we will be there. All right, yeah. Disney, take my money. <laughs> so to be fair, in my instance, I'm blaming my mom. That's and true. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't have to worry about her finding out about this because my mom has, still hasn't figured out how to download podcasts. So. Aha, there you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Landon, uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up today as we transition to the new topic is the construction that has restarted on the Moana Journey of Water over at Epcot. Um, this is something that we talked about as, parting, as being part of the new 
look of Epcot Future World and, and just part of that whole new reimagining of Epcot where Bob Chapik told us that Epcot was going to be even more Disney and I wanted to throw up because you can't be more Disney than Epcot because Epcot is Disney. Um, but that being said, I'm not being grumpy anymore. We're going to talk about it <laughs> because <laughs> because I'm excited about the journey of water. There's not that much to see yet. Um, they're just going vertical. Like They're starting to do some work over there. I guess now they finally cleared out uh, Future World West completely so they've got all their construction zone prepped and um the the only thing we really have still is the concept art and what we know about the journey of water is that it's supposed to be some sort of an interactive experience where you're going to get to interact with magical living water in a beautiful and inspiring setting the the concept art looks amazing the um I mean, you don't really see that much of it other than what looks like the entrance, but there is like a kind of an aerial concept art that shows you what Future World West is going to look like, and it looks beautiful. Um, I don't really have any issue with that, aside from this is really signaling that we are now stepping in earnest into the new era of Epcot with the Journey of Water, because this really doesn't have anything to do with future technology it doesn't have anything to do with i mean i guess you could say polynesian culture it does i guess but aside from that like it's not part of like the like a world fair like kind of an exhibition this is really just taking an ip and creating an attraction around it Um, because you can at least trick me to be like hey guardians of the galaxy is like sci-fi so that kind of belongs in future world i guess um (laughs) And, and it's just, this is this is just kind of the direction of, of new Epcot. I think the biggest problem that I have with the whole thing, because like I said, it looks beautiful. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I'm sure I'll love it once it's there. But looking at that aerial concept art of the Journey of Water, it's it's showing all of Future World, and you can see Journey into Imagination. You can see uh, the seas with Nemo, and you can't really see the land because it's just off to the side. But the symmetry of future world is being destroyed because they still have future world or innovations East, which is where the new creations shop terrible name is going to be <laughs> that whole, almost that whole building is still there, but there's no building on the other side. It looks real lopsided. I don't know. I'm just being, this is me liking symmetry and being a anal idiot. Um, it doesn't look as cool because it's not symmetrical, whatever. Who cares? I'm just being grumpy again. I, I was going to say, it's like, I mean, I do understand where you're coming from, but I don't think like when you're in Epcot, when this is open, I don't know if it's going to, you know, be that noticeable. Like, like from a bird's eye shot, I think, yeah, obviously it you'll be able to tell one of these things is not like the other, but it's not like you walk around or travel through Epcot at a bird's eye view, like, like mm-hmm. from, from the ground. I don't know if this is going to be as much of an issue as you're making it out to be, or think it's going to be, um, I'm honestly surprised uh, that this is actually getting built because part of me mm. thought this was going to be like vaporware. It's like, mm. you know, w- w- one of the uh, vaunted attractions Disney's going to make and then nothing's going to come of it, especially when the economy took a hit when uh, when we all had to go into, you know, uh, staying at home and Disney closed for a while. And we've, and we've heard about how Disney, you know, is, is, has been hit in the pocketbook, so to speak. I'll be honest, I didn't think this was an attraction that was going to get built. So I am kind of surprised to see construction initially starting so it's like oh holy crap this is gonna happen and i do get where you're coming from like if this was in like uh 
if they made a new uh, place in the world showcase, you know, for Polynesian culture, and then they put the ride there, it's like, I do think it would be an easier pill to swallow for you because it does kind of stand out. It's like, I mean, I can see your stretch when it comes to the Guardians, but it's like with this one, unless they emphasize the technology that they're using for this, you know, concept of living water, it does kind of feel out of place in future world. But at the same time, it's like, I think this is just going to be the way Epcot is going forward. We're always going to have the World Showcase, uh, short of them adding new lands to the World Showcase. I I just think this is what's what's going to be, you know, the future of Epcot. And plus, at the end of the day, if the attraction's cool, I'm really not going to mind. Yeah, I'm the same. I I agree with you. Um, It's just, I, I think the reason I wanted to really talk about this today is because it's something we haven't touched on in a while, which is the overall reimagining of Epcot and mm-hmm. Epcot just kind of stepping into this new era of it's no longer really a showcase of technology. It's not really featured or, or featuring like um, a world's fair kind of a, a thing anymore. It, it's just we're bringing in elements of fantasy here and sci-fi with Guardians, with Moana, um, Future World is is just not it's not the same and it's different and it's going to be fine. We're going to get used to it and like you said I know that we're going to love it, but it just it's this is a transition period and sometimes transition is a bit painful. Um and and it put me in mind cuz the other news that we saw today is they're starting to implement some of the changes to Jungle Cruise. Um, and speaking of painful changes, this is something that people have not really taken that well, (laughs) you know, Uh, but we did see they've got, they reinstalled the, the totem pole, I guess, with the, the expedition crew kind of climbing up it. They've got a a rhinoceros at the bottom. That's still, uh, given the, the sharp pointy end of his, of his, uh, little horn there to, to the, to the booty of one of the party members. Uh Um, they actually ended up naming the party members in this uh, most recent update. So we can now say that the rhino is giving the business into it looks like Puffin Murphy. Puffin so. Murphy. <laughs> Puffin Murphy. Uh, and joined, uh, Puffin is joined by Dr. Chan uh, Chinsuki, uh, Rosa Soto Dominguez, Dr. Leonard Moss, and oh boy, uh, Felix Peachum the 13th. Wow. Easy for yeah. you to say. Clearly, yeah. Uh-huh. I wanted the to I wanted to ask you a question about this. Are these characters we're going to see in the Jungle Cruise movie? That I don't know. And uh, looking through the, I guess, little synopsis of all these characters in the article itself, it doesn't make reference to the upcoming Jungle Cruise movie. Um, part of me is kind of surprised with that. But at the same time, it's not like we saw... Uh, Eddie Murphy implemented into the Haunted Mansion, uh, much to Samantha Monorail's surprise after the Haunted Mansion movie came out. Yeah. I'm won- The reason I ask that is because I'm wondering if this is going to be their way to tie the two together, as opposed to, like you said, sticking The Rock in somewhere along the Jungle Cruise or Emily Blunt's character somewhere in the Jungle Cruise ride. Do they instead take characters that are maybe ancillary that show up somehow in the jungle cruise movie Hmm. and and just kind of weave them in. And that's kind of the story that we're now getting as we ride the jungle cruise. Um, It would be, it maybe be a more acceptable way to do it. So people weren't like, Oh, now it's just, 
you know, the Jungle Cruise featuring The Rock or something. Exactly. And and I do think that would be the smart way to go about it if they were going to tie one into the other. And we saw reports that uh, they put the tarp up over the uh, dancing group in mm-hmm. the Jungle Cruise. So it looks like that is going to be changed and or removed or, you know, made more inclusive. So, I mean, what's not to say, you know, The Rock won't be there like uh, <laughs> delivering the people's elbows to like a tiger. <laughs> I vote for that. If anybody's listening at Disney, that has my vote. Yeah. Well, I think we'll end up seeing the complete finished product over at Disneyland before we ever see uh, the entire reimagined ride at Walt Disney World because they're doing it without closing the ride here. Uh, So it'll be kind of interesting to see what the fully realized uh, rollout of the reimagined Jungle Cruise actually looks like. And maybe that's something that we'll hear on the Hyperion Adventures podcast with Tom and Michelle. I do look forward to hearing that. We're actually about five weeks out from it reopening in Disneyland. Uh, the Jungle Cruise is set to reopen on July 16th of 2021. So, That's yeah, a little over uh, five weeks away at this point. Yeah, it's coming Curious up. Curious to see what it's going to look like because it's like this is one of my favorite rides in all of Disney property. So, you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm trusting the engineer Imagineers on this one. You guys got it. So go yeah, for it. I'm, I'm with you. And, and again, you know, it's growing pains. Sometimes, you know... We've talked about it. We talked about it last week. It's probably going to come up again today. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Oh, so good. We want to hang on to things that we experienced when we were kids because it makes us jump right back to being kids when we experience it again and brings back all those old memories. But Disney across the board is changing in a lot of different ways. And I think overall for the better. I mean, you know, you talk about what they're doing to Jungle Cruise and the reasoning behind it. You can you, you can look over at the uh, refurbishment to Splash Mountain that's going to be done, mm-hmm. changing to Princess and the Frog. All the changes to Epcot, I don't know if they're necessarily motivated by making Disney more culturally accepting. Um, but what are you talking about? The Guardians of the Galaxy, they definitely want the inclusion of talking sentient trees. But I, <laughs> but I do know that they are trying to just open the world to what Epcot can be. And once we get there, we're all going to be like, okay, this is great. We still love it. We're always going to have the memories of what we had before, and and you know it'll be fun. We'll look back on it fondly, uh, but I think we're all going to be fine once we get there, and that's the most positive thing I'm going to say. And I'm not going to say anything about barges today. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I feel like we've had a breakthrough today. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm trying to move in a very positive direction. Hey, so, uh, I was just going to say, like, speaking of positive direction, do you do you have more to say about Epcot or Jungle Cruise, or can I do my segue? I, w- I, th- I think we were both jumping on the segue to make, like, Paul Bart mock up and uh, move on to our next story, and I do think we're heading to uh, the Canadian Pavilion. Is that correct? That is correct. And what I wanted to say about this is when this news broke, the Canada Far and Wide set to close this summer. That's what we're talking about. This is the big Circle Vision movie in the Canada Pavilion in Epcot's World Showcase featuring Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. It will be shutting down, and when that news first broke, I think clickbait was definitely rampant because people were like, why are they trying to shut this down? It just opened like a year ago. What's happening? But, you know, I saw a headline that said that Justin Trudeau, Bret Hart, and a gaggle of Mounties, I believe that's the uh, what you call multiple Mounties, a gaggle of Mounties <laughs> were going to come down and protest the closing of Canada far and wide. Yeah, it's true. Uh, actually, it wasn't true because Uh-oh. the thing is, um, it's it, it hasn't even, I don't think it's been like announced by Disney per se. It's just, according to the Disney World website, Canada far and wide will close this summer beginning June 27th. Uh, but but no real 
you know, reason for that exist other than um, it, they're just saying it's closing uh, for, you know, like temporar- temporarily. Well, something to keep in mind is that starting July 5th, food and wine is coming back. So not too long ago, back before the world caught on fire and everything went crazy, they actually used that theater that housed Canada far and wide for something called the Cider Bar. And, yeah, and they just did it for the first time starting in August of 2000, um, sorry, 2019. So, Which, of course, as we all know, is where you lost your uh, your harmonious magic band. My, yeah, right. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I never would have gone looking for it if it was a harmonious magic band. <laughs> um, no, but we went into the Canada Pavilion. We were welcomed with delicious flavors of apples and maple and charcuterie and oh my gosh, it was a beautiful time. I wish you could have been there with us. Um, good. But I think, and I've seen other people say this, this wasn't my unique idea because at first when I saw the news, I was like, what, what are they doing? I don't know why they're doing this. Uh, but then other people reminded me, oh, by the way, this theater was used for a very special food and wine um, experience back in 2019. And I think maybe that's what's coming back. Landon, we we experienced the Cider Bar in the Canada Pavilion together with Frank for the first time, all three of us. And um, I think it might have been one of my favorite things from Food and Wine 2019. Yeah, I was trying to think what all we did that day. And I would be hard pressed to remember something else that I was more impressed with uh, between the flight of ciders and that charcuterie plate. I mean, top notch stuff. So I'm a fan of Canada far and wide. I think I'm a fan more so of the original as opposed to what we have now. But at the same time, it's like, if we do get this returning for food and wine, thumbs up from uh, from the Doan household, uh, because I look forward to eating that charcuterie plate again, even though it's more like a charcuterie piece of uh, paper that they give it to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I forgot how difficult that yeah. little plate was to uh-huh. deal with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what was nice is the lean rails that they have in the Canada far and wide theater served as nice little, uh, walk up bars that you could sit mm-hmm. if you could make it over there with your flimsy plate. Nope. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, it is somebody who's already shaky McGee. That took some, uh, very, very careful steps to make it over there. Yeah. But it was so good. Um, the cider flight was amazing. The the charcuterie mm-hmm. and cheese plate was amazing. And oh, by the way, do you like popcorn? Because they had caramel apple popcorn. Oh, that's right. That stuff was so good. Served in, you actually got this little souvenir apple um, that, you know, you could open up the top and it had the popcorn in there. Um, frozen apple pie. They mm. had They had a green apple ale. I mean, oh my gosh. So Everything good. Everything there was so good. So good. So good. So I'm really glad that that I, I have a strong feeling that's what's happening. Um, it's going to be coming back. And, and also, if you like maple syrup, you can take a little shot of maple syrup because they were doing samples. And then you could buy maple syrup while you're there. Um, of course, <laughs> because you can't leave Canada without maple syrup. But I think I don't think I partook in the uh, in the maple syrup shots because because uh, like I don't know if I'm that Canadian. <laughs> yeah, no. It's one of the rites of passage. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's what we're dealing with. That's more than likely what's coming in in place of like showing the movie, uh, throughout the day. So don't, don't fear If you haven't seen Canada far and wide, I'm sure that it's coming back. Um, like you Landon, I, I'm 
was probably a bigger fan of the original because I'm such a big Martin Short fan. And mm-hmm. it to me, it was just, I don't know, I liked the, the tone of that one a little bit more. I, I was shocked that with the inclusion of Eugene Levy and, and Catherine O'Hara that this particular version, the newest one, wasn't a little more lighthearted, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you have those two together, especially like like I definitely think it's going to be coming back at some point, because even though it's not a Disney property, I think Disney wants to get some of that Shit's Creek uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, rub going on because people love that show. Yes, absolutely. I mean, good grief. Has there been a sitcom that's won more awards in a single year than Shit's Creek did in its final season? That was absolutely that cleaned up. It cleaned wow. up, but well deserved um, mm-hmm. for sure. So um, this leads me to something that I would like to start doing on the Morning Monorail podcast. It's going to be a little segment. Today, I'm calling it one item you have to try at Walt Disney World, comma, in Epcot. Ta-da! Or something like that. I don't know. We'll work with that name a little bit, but... Am I going to have to find, like, a sound effect, like comedy, uh, horn.wave? Something. We need something in there for that. uh. Okay, all right. (laughs) Maybe like a ta-da! Or something like that. I don't know. There we go. We we just got it. I'll capture that. Oh, could I get another take? No. Uh, okay. Uh, but we've talked before about how Epcot is the place to go if you like flavored popcorn. For some reason, this isn't something that's just caught on across the Orlando parks. But in Epcot, you can get some really good flavored popcorn. Whether it be in Future World, you can get the um, sour cream and chive, the cheddar, the the um, or the butter popcorn. Over in Germany, you can go to the Caramel Kutch and get that Werther's Original Caramel Popcorn that's so good. Oh, my Mm. God. Uh, But today, because we're talking about Canada, I wanted to shine a light on the maple popcorn that you can get year-round. This isn't just a food and wine thing. um, From the Canada Pavilion. They've got a little cart set up. If if you're walking from, like, um, let's say, Future World West... Like, say you came from Imagination, you walk down that little path, you take a right on into World Showcase. It's going to be on your right, on the little pathway, just beside the little pathway that goes to La Cellier. There's a There's a cart right there. You can't miss it because you're going to smell it from a mile away. Oh, the maple popcorn. So good. $6.25. Um, I'm not sure if you can use a snack credit for it, but that's something that you might want to look into because it's, it's considered a snack. And... Um, Man, I if you love popcorn and you like it to be a little sweet, maybe you like the kettle corn, uh, kind of like a sweet, salty combo, you got to try this maple popcorn. Smells great. Tastes great. It's a good value. $6.25. It's hard to find. Mm-hmm. And, and, you're, and you can share it. It's shareable. So I mean, whether you will share it or not, that's up to you, but it is shareable. Yeah. And while you're there, get a moose head draft and wash it down. Nine twenty-five, dollars uh, But that's not my record. Or the Ottawa Apple. Oh, that's that's kind of the specialty drink that you can get here, I should mention. The Ottawa Apple Crown Royal Whiskey Maple Syrup Apple Infusion and Cranberry Juice. I've had it. It's, hmm. it's good, but not quite good enough to be on my list of my favorite uh, drinks from Around World Showcase. But that maple popcorn... Just add it to the add it to your popcorn tool tour of what we affectionately call Epcorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do it. It's delicious. 
Wasn't there buffalo popcorn at one point, or did I make that up? Maybe there was, and I just left it off of the gourmet popcorn list. Um, okay, well, and, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, fat guy flip into this uh, segment, too. I want to say the one thing that you need to try, comma, in Epcot. It's also going to be in the Canadian area. It's at Refreshment Port. This was a food and wine exclusive. I like beef brisket. I like poutine. So what, you, what, what, what happens when you combine them both? You get beef brisket poutine fries, and they were flat out amazing. So nice. definitely check that out. Yeah, sounds good to me. Oh, it was good, believe me. <laughs> as, as I stood on, on one of the vaunted Epcot trash cans and ate them. <laughs> oh, those, that's just what you call a fancy Epcot table when it's food and wine time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and even during uh, uh, Flower and Garden, there was a lot of people with those fancy Epcot tables uh, eating, uh, particularly at Refreshment Port. Uh, I just, Epcot, maybe, maybe put up a couple more tables. I just had a fantastic uh, merchandising idea. We need to create... <laughs> We need to create morning monorail trash can tablecloths. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That would be fantastic. Man, we're blowing up in the merchandise shop. This is great. Yeah. The only issue would be you have to make it to where people can still access use the trash, the can, trash yeah. can. But as long as you do that, I think this is a workable idea. It probably is going to look more like a towel or something. But, hey, morning monorail towels, that that's something that people might want to have, like a little... You, you can use it as a tablecloth, and then when you're done, you wipe your face with it. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Absolutely. Like, oh, my God, we're over here printing money. Uh, by the way, trademark copyright, so nobody can steal that from us. <laughs> Trash can tablecloth. Yep, that's how it works. Yep. <laughs> and as we discussed, um, it's going to tie nicely in October to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure because rats will greet you <laughs> at your trash can table, <laughs> and then they will lead you to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. It all ties together. Full circle. We're we're semi-professional podcasters, ladies and gentlemen. Do not try this at home. Mm, we, yeah, you might break your neck. Well, and speaking of breaking uh, necks, uh, some people in the Facebook group had a tough time this week going back and forth on their pick for this week's Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Each week, we'll have three items that are similar to each other, attractions, shows, snacks uh, sometimes, and then we'll have you rank them. If you want to fast pass something, this is your top choice and something you definitely do not want to miss. If you want to stand by something, it's not your top choice, but it's still something you'd be willing to wait in line for, still something you definitely want to do. And if you want to snack break something... Uh, you might go grab a snack while your party does this, but on top of that, you will watch the purses and or the bags. So uh, last week, we were talking about some boat rides in Epcot, and uh, Jay went all uh, Stephen A. Smith hot takey on uh, Maelstrom, and uh, some people in the Facebook group weren't able to handle the heat coming from Jay's hot takes. So I decided to double down, and we are talking about some beloved retired Epcot attractions. First up, we have the previously mentioned Maelstrom. Then we have Body Wars. And finally, Horizon. Uh, if you want to get your answer uh, possibly read in next week's uh, Fast Pass Standby Snack Break, head over to the Morning Monorail family group on Facebook. Uh, request an invite. Jay will probably let you in, though, as you'll see. Sometimes in this segment, Judge Jay gets a little drunk with power, so we'll see. But uh, another uh, good turnout for the Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Uh, I think... Some people are starting to realize if they act like adults, they might get red. So, Jay, why don't you kick us off with our friend Lewis? Okay. Um, by the way, I've made peace with those who I may have gone after a little hard last week 
All is good. We, I get it. People have their hang-ups with, with their nostalgia. It's all fine. We're all friends here. Well, um, but you say that before we start reading this week's answer. I'm trying to remind myself to be kinder and gentler, but we'll see how <laughs> it goes. That's all up to you all. Um, yes, we <laughs> we start with Lewis. Disney pick a day on Twitter. Make sure you're following. Get some awesome Disney photography from around the parks. Lewis says he's going to fast pass Horizons, but only because I never experienced it. The movie I saw of it was interesting, but certainly I would want to do it once. Standby, Body Wars. It was weird the one time I did it, but anything motion simulator and I am going to at least like part of it. Snack Break, Maelstrom, because it was okay. I don't really miss it, honestly. Woo! Uh, Did I do the fast pass thing right this time? Yes, Lewis, (laughs) you got it right. I'm very proud of you. Good job. Yeah, congratulations. And um, yeah, so the first... Uh, the first shot has been taken at Maelstrom (laughs) (laughs) by Lewis. Um, not me by Lewis. So, you know, his answers don't really surprise me. Um, Stan, I, I kind of thought that Lewis may go fast past body wars because Lewis is a guy unlike myself who is totally unaffected by like motion sickness and things like that. So I thought there was a chance that he'd go Body Wars at number one, but uh, but yeah, uh, Horizons because it's the one that everybody considers to be, you know, for the most part. The lore says it is the most epic attraction that ever existed, so that's where he went. All right, and uh, next up, we're going to go to Lewis's better half. That is Val. Uh, She says, ooh, this is interesting. I would fast pass Horizon. It was one of my favorite attractions. I love the vehicles and the interactive aspect. I thought I would have a robot butler someday. Uh, Me too, uh, based on Horizons, and more accurately, the Jetsons. George Jetson lied to me growing up, and I'm still not over it. That was me, not Val. Uh, she's standby Maelstrom. Uh, I missed the way the boat would open to the outside world and then snack breaking body wars. I liked it, but even back then it messed with my vertigo, something fierce. So yeah, I could definitely see, uh, you know, not signing up for something that messes with you, uh, particularly with your vertigo. Absolutely. You got to avoid it if you can. All right. Over to me for Jen. Jen Dillo. Jen, Jen Dillo. From Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. She says, Oh, nostalgia, how I love thee. Fast pass, horizons, no question. I want to inhale those orange fumes, be forced <laughs> to make decisions, and dream about what the future will look like. I'm surprised that she actually enjoyed making the decision at the end. That's something Jen doesn't love to do. Standby. Um, she put standby slash snack break maelstrom. I know this may get a lot of discussion. Therefore I will not be commenting further and then snack break body wars. I miss it, but I don't know that my body could handle the war anymore. Landon, you Mm. demanded further comment and you did not get further comment. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Jen apparently a fast passed in by snacks break by her own rules, which part of me respects that also uh, war is a young man or young woman's game. So I too don't know if my body could handle the war anymore. So, you know, I guess I'm going to give Jen a pass this time. Okay. Fair enough. And plus she's my favorite member of the Monroe family. I got to keep with my gimmick. I started (laughs) last week. Oh, no, this this person is my favorite member of the Monorail family. It's Steffers. Uh, Steff- uh, Ste- Steffers had quite herself a week uh, spending two nights uh, in the park that shall not be mentioned uh, with, uh, I believe it's Orlando Informer with their after-hour party. Looked like a lot of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, experiencing that in December when I'm down for her wedding. Uh, she is fast-passing Maelstrom, 
please listen to last week's episode. Steffers, I'm not going to go back and do homework for your answer. So strike one. Uh, Standby Body Wars, a ride I have vague memories of and miss it. And then she is snack breaking horizon. Generally, hashtag too young to even remember this ride at all. Wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, on the opposite end of hashtag too young, we have old man Frank Cardillo uh, replying, wonders if snack breaking horizons will automatically equal the penalty box. And Steffers says, but I can plead ignorance. I'm not going to lie. Part of me almost did go full blown Jay there <laughs> and throw Steffers into the uh, into the penalty box because horizons is amazing. But, you know, hashtag too young. I, I guess I guess youth is an excuse in this case. I guess so, but uh, Steffer's ignorance is is uh, no defense. Mm-hmm. If you, well, you and, cannot and, and, plead ignorance. Mm-hmm. And Val actually agrees with you. I don't know. Reminding us that you're too young to remember doesn't exactly help your case. And then Lewis uh, with the tag team, or I guess on the flip side for uh, Steffer's, in your defense, I'm too young to remember it too, at least in Disney years. And I can ride a lot more rides than most people. So I may just be imagining that I'm in my 50s. Yeah, that's the ticket. Another reference that proves I'm actually old at that. And this is <laughs> rambling reply. Yep. Uh, rambling the defense just, rests. Rambling just like a... <laughs> Old man, don't don't try to take the old man mantle from Frank Lewis. Come on, yeah. And and if you did try to take that old man mantle from him, he'd probably fall over and break a hip. He so would be careful with Frank. All right, now we've got Shannon who says that she would fast pass Horizons because I hear so much. Uh, lo- oh, I hear so much love for this and would like to experience it. Stand by Maelstrom. I would like to see it one more time and snack break body cl- body wars. No clue what this even was. <laughs> Wow. Um, so I guess, you know, if you didn't go to Epcot in the 80s, early 90s, I guess, you know, this could have just totally missed your um, awareness. But uh, Body Wars, it's a, I don't know, it's, it left an impression on me, but we'll get to that shortly. It was an out there concept for a ride, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, I believe we got uh, Skipper Bob. Is that, uh, is that correct? Correct. Also my favorite member of the Monorail family. Uh, The best way for me uh, to assume this order in which I would like to ride one last time. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, these are all retired, beloved Epcot attractions. Fast Pass Horizon. This was flat out the 80s Epcot experience. Fun, inspiring, learning, historic, and corporate shilling (laughs) at its best. Once again, who doesn't want a robot butler? A lot of love for the robot butler and the Monorail family group. I I get that. Uh, Standby Maelstrom. Odin calls me. I recall a number of times that I had a long wait. It was almost never a walk-on when I went. That was a fun folklore telling of a land with, I'll grant you, a bizarre ending. Did we just go under an oil rig passing trolls and monsters? And then sank Brank Body Ward. <laughs> I love that's his gimmick. Uh, it was fine, but it, at its best, it was Diet Star Tours. The scene where you can see the splinter poking through the skin was a cool concept, but the rest felt like it was missing TIE Fighters and a trench run along the Death Star. Fair points. Fair points. Yeah. Particularly on Maelstrom. The end was kind of weird. He does point out you uh, end up at an oil rig after seeing mythical creatures. So It's interesting he says that it was almost never a walk-on when he went on because I don't remember ever really having to wait in line for Maelstrom. I never waited in line for Maelstrom. Like, like of course, this was the point of the uh, history of the ride where when you got to the end, the doors were always open for mm-hmm. the movie. So it's like, you can stay and watch, but we're not going to make you. So yeah. at that point, it was a little long in the tooth, so to speak, but I never had to wait for Maelstrom. Interesting. Okay. 
over to Keenan, part of our world podcast, although I don't know if it's always going to be part of our world. I think they're considering a rebrand, but for now, part of our world podcast. It will always be part of our world. That's Keenan. true. Fast Pass, Horizons, Nostalgia Overload, Best Soundtrack. I agree. <laughs> Standby, Body Wars, mostly for the nostalgia. I loved this ride as a kid. Me too. Snack Break, Maelstrom, super cool ride, but cough, sorry, Steffers cough, Frozen is better. <laughs> oh, snap. Another shot uh, fired. Also, great uh, read job on that cough, star- sorry. Wow. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was sorry, cough, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I just read it as, ri- as written. Well, speaking of Reddit as written, uh, Adam up next. Fast Pass Horizon, because it looked amazing. Stand by Maelstrom, because of the trolls. And uh, Snack Break Body Wars, because it's similar to Star Tour. So uh, two entries in a row for me, comparing Body Wars to Snack Break. By the way, both Skipper Bob and Adam are my favorite members of the Monorail family. Wow. Mm-hmm. Two, two members Adam- who love sitting in the penalty box, and they're your favorite members of the Monorail family. Oh, yeah, that's right. They are they are uh, habitual line steppers. They are not my favorite members. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, it is interesting. He brings up a point in Maelstrom. That was, you know, back in a time where you could love trolls as opposed to now 2021 where you're on the Internet and trolls are the bane of your existence. So, mm. That's true. I, I mean, did you see the Trolls movie, by the way? I think I've seen part of one, but but I was just gonna I say it's not bad. Yeah, that's that's what my former colleague of mine said. It was it was it was better than he expected. You know, he has two small children, and and they really dug it. You know, children watch the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. So he ended up seeing it a lot. He's like, it, it, I've seen worse. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And at the end of the day, it resulted in a character interaction in Universal with a actual troll that farted glitter. So. I mean, <laughs> I think you're burying the lead here. If you'd have told me that, I'd be like, this is the best movie ever. Uh, Citizen Kane can suck it. So I, I'm just saying, if that's the result of, of the entire thing, I think it's a win for humanity. So, All right. I can't disagree. Speaking of farting glitter, let's talk to Matthew over here on the, on the Facebook group. He says, Fast Pass Horizon, always a favorite. Stand by Maelstrom so I can go back over the falls again. Snack break, body wars. That ride jerked you around too much. It it really did. I can't deny mm. that. Good points. Good points, particularly on the uh, body wars uh, jerking you around. And uh, much like Val talked about it, messing with uh, her vertigo. If, uh, if you've been jerked around and, uh, hey, guess what? I can't do anything the rest of the day. Kind of can ruin your day at Epcot. Uh, next up, we got Drew. Uh, Wow, really He's thought out answers. <laughs> I appreciate this, Drew. Drew, you are now my favorite member of the Monorail family. Uh, Fast Pass Horizon was the definitive Epcot attraction. It included aspects of ev- from every pavilion located within opening day Epcot. It was the spiritual sequel to the Carousel of Progress, which showcased Disney Imagineering ingenuity to its core. It also heard a ru- uh, I also heard a rumor that they took all the animatronics from Horizon and moved them to a graveyard inside the Carousel of Progress building at the Magic Kingdom. I'm guessing you have to have spare parts for that attraction. Uh, kind of got dark and morbid at the end. I appreciate that, Drew. Stand by Maelstrom. You are not the first to pass this way, nor shall you be the last. Wait, 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 Maelstrom- wait, wait, wait. You are not the first to pass this way. There it is. Nor shall you be the last. 
Thank you. I'm, I'm glad we were able to break out your amazing uh, voice work once again. Wow. Good week for you and your VO work. Uh, Maelstrom was the attraction anchor for the World Showcase. That mural at the loading dock would be worth waiting in line just to look at. Everyone in my family had their favorite Norwegian portrayed on that mural. Mine was definitely the bearded oil yeah. rigger with the orange hard hat. That's right. Orange. Go Vols. Uh, what... What more could you want from a Disney dark ride? Vikings, trolls, polar bears, and an oil rig. And then finally, snack-breaking body wars. I remember enjoying this ride a lot as a kid, riding the blood cells. But honestly, it was a motion simulator ride that probably would not have held up with age. Drew with some fantastic answers, and his answers were so good. I'm going to plug that he is an affiliate of the Academy Travel and Mickey Vacation. So if you and your family need some help planning your next upcoming trip, to the Walt Disney World Resort, hit up my buddy Drew Decker, nice. an affiliate of Academy Travel and Mickey Vacations. Yeah, he's he's a great travel agent. He's also a wonderful member of the Morning Monorail family on Facebook. And maybe even more important, he's a part of Vol Nation. Go Vols. Go Vols. We got a good answer from Lexi as well. Let's see if she holds up the, the torch here for, for Drew. So from Lexi, Fast Pass Horizons, classic edutainment. Also enjoyed the connectivity between parks as this is supposed to be the same family from Carousel of Progress. Plus, the choose-your-own ending was such a fun concept. Wish they'd found a way to integrate that back into the a, another attraction. Agreed. Stand by Maelstrom. I'm just going to say it. Frozen is better! Now yeah. that that's out in the open, it wasn't a bad ride, but for a country with so many beautiful sights, I always found it odd that the fjords weren't more of a highlight. Nah, give us oil rigs instead, huh? <laughs> Only things... By the way, I, I believe it's pronounced Fjord. Fjord. <laughs> Only things Maelstrom had over Frozen is that sneak peek outside and much shorter line. Totally agree. Snack break, <laughs> Body Wars. I have such bad PTSD from this ride, and I rode it when I was eight. The graphics and the ride vehicles were so out of sync that one might wonder if the goal was to teach us how vomit can be induced in any person, regardless of age and size. A completely different body war than I think they were aiming for. Wow. Man. That's Lexi solid. off the top rope. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that Bob has to follow that one because that was very good. Yeah, uh, good luck, Cocktail Bob. Uh, closing it out is my friend and your Bob, my favorite member of the monorail family, uh, Fast Pass Body Wars. This ride pumps. That's what you did there. Uh, who doesn't like a motion simulator that reminds them of the hilarious movie Inner Space? Sure. Okay. Stand by Maelstrom. Ragnar Lothbrok approves this ride. <laughs> Hashtag real men love Maelstrom. Oh, my God. <sighs> And finally, Snack Break Horizon. I just watched it on YouTube to remind myself because I'm sure I have been on this and it just reminded as boring as I don't remember. Almost as boring as the Carousel of Progress. Right, Sam? Now if I could sunset the... Bob, welcome Bob's to the, the penalty box. box. <laughs> Get in there! Oh, wow. Wow, we have to close out on that one. I can't believe, Bob, uh, I, I, like we actually read that out loud. We may have to just edit that whole thing out. Yeah. Uh, mm. No, but uh, seriously, Bob. E2, Bobby. Check. E2. Check. You better check yourself before you wreck wow. yourself. Um, mm. Come on now. Come on. Her Look, I'm just going to jump in with he, my response. He snack breaks Horizon. He besmirches our hashtag real men love frozen hashtag. He brings up something called inner space. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's true, though. The, the ride was based on the movie. I don't know why there wasn't more a more clear reference but um yeah I, like i said i'm, I'm gonna jump in here because bartender bob you're in the penalty box and now <laughs> i'm gonna take the baton from you and just say 
I think Drew nailed it with, with his description of Fast Pass for Horizon. That's exactly what I would do. That's exactly how I would describe it. And um, I, I, I really can't say anything more. It, it was everything Epcot was originally imagined to be after Walt's vision kind of went in the trash. So, um, yes, Horizons was my Fast Pass standby. I would, I would do Maelstrom as well. I enjoyed it. Frozen's better. Um, I, I still, to all those who think that I'm anti-Maelstrom, it's not true. I mean, if you listen to our M34D, you can hear. I love Maelstrom, but also it was time for it to go, and what we got's better. And then Snack Break Body Wars, for a lot of the same reasons that everybody was saying. I think Star Tours is, is a better use of this technology. Body Wars was really cool. Um, I actually really enjoyed that, too. And it has some really cool... If you if you listen to... Um, it used to be like... Uh, uh, what was Mouse World Radio back before uh, it got shut down and then like Sorcerer Radio. Sometimes you get like the attraction audio from Body Wars. It was really, really good. It was an immersive experience. It was fun. Uh, and it fit really well in the Wonders of Life Pavilion because you're learning about how blood cells work and how you fight infections. And um, I bought the whole, you know, immersion of it as a kid. But nowadays, I don't know if I could take the jerky experience without coming off the same way that Lexi did, um, needing to find a trash can uh, that someone isn't already using as a dining room table. <laughs> so, uh, so that is me. I'll I go Horizons. Maelstrom, Body Wars, Drew and I, we are simpatico. How about you, Landon? Uh, that's going to be the same exact uh, order that I'm going in. So me, you, and Drew, and uh, probably some other people, uh, very smart individuals. Horizon <laughs> to me, it's like, we've talked about a lot of stuff in M34D. I had the most fun doing research for Horizon, mm. whether it be the best soundtrack period across all Walt Disney World resorts, whether it be the interactive, almost choose-your-own-adventure ending when it comes to the attraction. Something we still haven't really seen since Horizon has shut down, and I'm kind of surprised that we haven't had that introduced because if they were able to do it back then could you imagine what they could do now with the current technology that they have i think that would be crazy and i mean this really was that peak edutainment like like you talked about how once walt's vision of epcot you know the full living city got thrown into the trash can this was the closest thing that i think we got to walt's vision like this is prime epcot for me i'm gonna stand by maelstrom i much like you, I didn't hate this ride. I thought it was a cool, neat attraction. The one thing that I think it does have, still to this day, over Frozen, is the point where the boat kind of takes a peek out of the out of the attraction and then goes backwards. I really hate that Frozen, for whatever reason, decided not to keep that gimmick in the ride itself. But I do think Frozen is just a better ride, period. Sorry. And 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 plus, it's like part of me really wanted to see it on opening day when uh, reports were that the uh, lightning coil in the oil rig was so strong, like you could feel the electricity in the room. Because what's not to like on a ride you feel like you could be legit electrocuted <laughs> on? And then finally, snack break. I think Skipper Bob nailed it when he said this is just like Diet Star Tours. Like, fun concept. Um, I definitely know at, uh, at my age, uh, if I was to ride it now, I would probably be right there with Lexi and Jay, like uh, maybe throwing up on somebody's uh, Epcot trash can table. Uh, I and and I think this is something. This is an attraction that's done better in several different instances within the Walt Disney World Resort. So uh, that is why I'm snack breaking Body Wars. I'm standbying Maelstrom and fast passing and still missing Horizons. Yeah, that soundtrack kicked ass. It was awesome. It's still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, I used to use it for a transition between segments all the time. On oh, this. I know you did. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Anytime we would go into M3-4D, it was that Horizon soundtrack. Yeah, because it's it's a banger. It slaps. Mm-hmm. Yep, as the kids say. Yep. <laughs> we're both old. We oh, oh we're we're so old. Like 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 my beard every day is getting more and more gray. It's it, it's weird. Um, uh, but yeah, that has been another edition of Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Thank you everybody for mostly uh, behaving themselves. We'll see what is left of a uh, of uh, what dang old Bob. I'm trying to think of a of a, of a bad name to call him. <laughs> bad boy Bob. Butthole Bob. Butthole Wait, no. Bob. <laughs> no, no, can't. Get... Okay, yeah, Bad Boy Bob. How about that? Yeah, uh, we'll see what's left of Bad Boy yeah. Bob when we check back next week. And uh, keep an eye on the Facebook group to see the next Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Uh, probably go up either Monday or Tuesday, and you'll have a couple days to get your answer in. And uh, thank you all for participating. Uh, always fun to do this. Absolutely. Yeah, and make sure that you're in that Monorail family group on Facebook because that's where we always post the Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Morning Monorail Family. Search for it on Facebook. Spelled exactly like it sounds. Three words. Space them out. Join the fam. It, I mean, we're getting new members every day. I'm always excited when I get a request to add somebody. I haven't rejected anybody yet. Um, so, you know, let's keep the streak alive. I mean, you could be the first person that I uh, reject. It could happen. <laughs> um, what a badge of honor, too. Yeah. So, just... Uh, Stick around. Um, I'm going to suggest we do something radical right now, which oh, is... Oh, I love doing radical things, Jay. What are we doing? While we wrap up the show, I want to go ahead and go live in that Morning Monorail family group. Can I do it? Oh, boy. I don't know. Can you? I'm going to do it. I'm doing it right now. I'm going to hit go live because we were scheduled to go live three minutes ago. So we're going to wow. do it now. I'm shocked to hear that you and I are long-winded and stuff like that. We're windbags. Hello, everybody. It's the windbag twins. Hi, I'm Windbag A, he's Windbag B. Yeah, yeah there so we go. If you are listening to the Morning Monorail podcast, we have now gone live in the Morning Monorail family group on Facebook. We're wrapping up the show for today. Um, we, we've we talked Disney news. We've talked curmudgeon, old man, anger, nostalgia. We've talked Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. And now we've gotten to the portion of a show where we're doing the plugs Every week, what we've been doing at the end of the show, once we actually wrap recording, is we go live in the Morning Monorail family group and on YouTube to talk to the Morning Monorail fam and just kind of like wind down from uh, all the adrenaline pumping action of recording a podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So much adrenaline, so much action. When, when, when two middle-aged ding-dongs talk about Walt Disney World. Oh, <laughs> man. I really hope as you're listening to this, you're wearing a seatbelt. You better. You're, you're going to pay for a whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. The edge. That's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you can, if you want to be part of that discussion, if you want to catch up on all of the live streams that we do, make sure you're either part of the Morning Monorail family or subscribed on YouTube. A hundred, like, yeah, Skipper Bob, 170 subs and growing. We're we're getting up to that big thousand subscriber <laughs> goal that I set a couple of weeks ago, and we're inching. Are we really? We're inching closer every day. Am I am I really selling this? I feel like I'm I'm trying, dude. Yeah, I'm so sold. Also, it's like I'm a fat kid. I can't eat 170 subs by myself. Oh. It's a lot of bread. So many carbs. We need to talk about that $100 sandwich you can get at Avengers Campus, but we're going to do that after we do our plugs. So let's do that now, and then we're going to... that really feels like something, you know, the Hyperion Adventure would cover. 
Are they going to buy a $100 sandwich? I don't know. I didn't say they're going to buy it, but they could cover it because, you know, they are your one-stop shop for everything going on at Disneyland. Oh, I agree with that for sure. No doubt. Carbs are life, according to Facebook user. Uh, If you've seen my body, my body would agree with you, Facebook user. Your body is a carb My doctor, not so much. (laughs) <laughs> That's what Michael, it's Michael. It's our friend, Michael. Michael, Michael! by the way, you did not uh, weigh in on the fast pass standby snack break. What's, what's the deal with that? Why do you hate us, Michael? And Nicole is here. Hello, Michael. Nicole. Skipper Hi, Bob. Nicole. Everybody's here. Lewis. Yep. He's not what wearing up, a seatbelt. Okay, Lewis, that's unsafe. <laughs> and I'm going to have to give you a ticket for that. I'm doing this not because I hate you, but because I care about you, Lewis. I care. <laughs> we do. We, if there's Safety one thing you first, can say. Lewis. Safety first. One thing you can say about uh, Landon and Justin, we care before anything else. Um, but here's also what we care about. We care that you subscribe to us on all the socials. So we are Morning Monorail across the board. It's uniform. It's easy to find. Morning Monorail on Instagram, on Twitter, or Morning Monorail, Morning Monorail on Facebook, but also join the Morning Monorail family group and be part of all the action. Subscribe on YouTube. We need to get to a thousand, but I have found a way to stream live in the parks. So it's not as critical as it used to be. Uh, but if you want better audio, let's get to a thousand. Come on, guys, <laughs> do it. Because this particular solution I found, I'm—I don't know if it's my mic. I don't know what it is. It's not great. So I'd love to do something else. But that's all the plugs I have for you today. Don't forget Patreon launching. As of you're hearing the podcast, it's going to launch today. Those of those of you who are in the live chat right now, this is an exclusive. I'm kicking breaking the, news. Yeah, kicking the Patreon off tomorrow, June seventh, twenty twenty one. So you're going to see that go live. Hope to see you all there. But if not, we'll see you here. But Landon, where can people find you on the internet? L A N D O Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can find me. 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmuchchips.com. Buttmuchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. Nice. Yeah. Bringing, bringing a little bit of your old choir skills back into it. I like that. You know, you hold it up here when you started down here, <laughs> up here, down here. Anyway, uh. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, Buttmuchchips.com has not been updated in maybe over a year at this point. If I'm being completely honest, I think I only still say it because I own a website and it's called Buttmuchchips.com. And me being a 36-year-old man loves to say Buttmuchchips.com. So other than that, I mean, you can go over there. Give me them hits. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I'll have them. But uh, in lieu of that, go to the iTunes store and search for Near Fall Radio. Another thing that hasn't been updated in a while that honestly might be coming to an end because other than All Elite Wrestling, wrestling's kind of garbage right now and I hate it. But uh, yeah, in lieu of that, I invite you to listen to me Monday through Friday, uh, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on news at Newstalk987.com, also available in the iHeartRadio app. It's me on The Phil Show with my host, Phil Williams. Uh, we do it uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, unfortunately, we are having to do it Monday this week because unlike last week, we don't have Monday off. Uh, I really enjoyed a four-day work week. And uh, write your congressman, your representative, and the president. Let's see if we can make a four-day work week a permanent thing. I'm Landon Doan, and I approve this message. I'll vote for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, thanks to everyone for listening to the show again this week. If you're hanging with us in the Morning Monorail family on Facebook and on YouTube, don't go anywhere. We're just wrapping up the podcast. So these people who are not part of the Morning Monorail family, they're getting off the monorail right here. Consider this the Grand Floridian Station. We're still heading to the Magic Kingdom. Make sure you thank a cast member. Yes. Appreciate them. Also, be kind to each other, everybody. It's a tough world out there. We need more kindness. We love you all. We hope you have a magical week. Bye-bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time. All you. And you're sure it's 168. Yes, sir. Okay.